Welcome to Lasting Truth, a radio ministry of Calvary Chapel, Sweet Hills, in Banning, California, where Pastor Ryan Hussein teaches the entire Word of God, chapter by chapter, verse by verse, giving our listeners the opportunity of receiving the full counsel of God. In today's program, we are studying the book of Ezra, chapter 1. Here's Pastor Ryan. God has been calling you to move. In Jeremiah chapter 20, verse 9, he he would say famously, trying to hold in the word, he says, that's it, I will not make mention of him anymore of God, nor speak any more in his name. The persecution was too hard for Jeremiah. But he says this, his word was in my heart like a burning fire shut up in my bones. I was weary of holding it back, and I could not. Is that how your devotion and my devotion looks like? Oh, got to do something for Jesus. Jesus said, man, if you try to save your life, you will lose it. But if you lose your life for my sake, you shall find it. We are of a, we are, our calling is sacrifice. It isn't our wants anymore. It isn't our dainties anymore. It isn't our in and out burgers anymore. It's what is needed. I'll do it. And so many people are like the priests and the stepping over the, the, the Samaritan that was, or no, not the Samaritan, but the guy who was, you know, in the story of the Good Samaritan that they did not help. He was just beat up on the road, busted up, and they stepped over him and said, I'm too busy. And here comes the Samaritan and says, I'll help. I'll help. The word stirred Are you begging God before you read your Bible? Begging Him that you would be stirred up in your heart. If not, then ask Him to stir up your heart. Beg Him. Ask Him, please, God, give me an appetite for your word. Let it move me like you did King, that you moved King Cyrus's heart. And He will. Jesus said, You have not because you ask not. But if we ask, we shall receive. We shall receive. We shall receive. Hmm. The first year of Cyrus, king of Persia, that the word of the Lord by the mouth of Jeremiah might be fulfilled. The Lord stirred up the spirit of Cyrus, king of Persia, so that he made a proclamation throughout all his kingdom and also put it in writing, saying, Thus says Cyrus, king of of Persia, all the kingdoms of the earth, the Lord God of heaven has given me and he has commanded me. My goodness, what incredible. I am moved. Think about the, the, the centurion, the Roman, whose servant was dying and he called for Jesus. Jesus was on his way. You know the story. And before he got close to the Centurion's home, the centurion said, sent messengers to him and said, don't come to my house, don't come to my house, I'm not worthy that you come under my roof. But just say the word and my servant will be healed. Because like you, I'm a man given un- uh, under authority. I tell one person to go and he goes, I tell another one to come and he comes. Just say the word. And he marveled because he wasn't an Israelite. He was a Gentile man, a Roman And he had faith. And here Cyrus is saying beautiful words, touched by the 
to the core of his life. He says, the Lord of heaven, he says, all the kingdoms of the earth, the Lord God of heaven has given me. He understood that all of the victories that the Persians had, it was because of the living God. He was giving God credit for the, for the kingdoms that were under him. And he said, God, who gave me these kingdoms, then he gave me a command. You know, that everyone in this room has been given so much by God. We have daily bread of water and food and clothing and warmth and cars. And, you know, even the poor of our country have flat screen TVs. We are a blessed country and people. God has given us so much, but is this our heart? Do we say, do we look at all that we have as that God has given to us? First and foremost, that I thank the Lord for every day is for the cross that my name is written in his book of life in heaven, that I have eternal life. The very first thing I thank him for is my salvation, then my family, then my church family, and so on and so forth. And everything that he's given me, everything that he's given me, my home, everything, my pets, he's given me everything. I'm surrounded by stuff. I'm surrounded by people who love me. Why? Because of Jesus. And do I believe that that it's because of him? In John chapter 3, verse 26 through 27, John the Baptist, it was told to him by his disciples who were quarreling with the Pharisees. He said, they said to John, Rabbi, he who was with you beyond the Jordan, to whom you have testified, behold, he is baptizing, and all are coming to him. And John answered and said, a man can receive nothing unless it has been given to him from heaven. So everyone was going to Jesus now to get baptized by his disciples, no longer by John the Baptist as much. And he's like, who cares? If anybody ever came out to get baptized by me, it was because of God. And God himself is out there. Let him go his way. A man can receive nothing unless it's been given to him by God. In 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 7, the apostle Paul, speaking to the Corinthian church, says, For who makes you differ from another? And what do you have that you did not receive? Now, if you did indeed receive it, why do you boast as if you had not received it? Everything we have, we have received. My possessions in my home... Remind me that I'm a debtor to Christ. My very possession, the eggs I crack in the morning. I'm, I'm a debtor to Christ. And, and, and there's people who, who don't understand what Cy, Cyrus understands here. If all that you have, it's been given to you by God, why aren't you moving? Why? Why is there no, you know, why don't you get in this fight with us and serve and get in? I'm telling you, I'm telling you, if he, if, if you make that change and he was to come back two weeks later for his church, you'd be the most blessed person that you just, yep, I was serving. But if you weren't, What's going to happen at the Bema seat of Christ? I would have served, but you know, I got my dainties that I, I have, I have to protect my time, my space, my foods, my drink. We're living in serious times. 
in our story, Israel is brought back into the land. And we know in 1948, Israel was brought back into the land. All the kingdoms of the earth, the Lord God of heaven has given me. And he has commanded me to build him a house at Jerusalem, which is in Judah. I mean, you know, it's like, I believe God builds churches. I believe churches get built in phases. In phases. Our church was first started in a home Bible study. Somebody's home, like the book of Acts. And that was a building phase of the church. It's building the people. We went to Anna Haas in Beaumont. Then we went to Susan B. Coombs. Then we went to Hammerling. Then we went to uh, the park, Ripley Park, during COVID. Then we came here and we got this. It's all you can see. It happens in phases. And people come and people go. One thing that hasn't changed is this. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, those who love God's word, love God's work. Those who have a problem with God's word, not so much. Always conviction about not volunteering, not serving, not, you know, just status quo. Conviction. This church is terrible. They keep talking about serving Jesus. Are they crazy? Telling you. I was talking to a brother today and I said, you know, I'm so blessed we're not a monster huge church where there's not enough for people to do because there's so many volunteers. It's a big church. I said to him, and I feel it was the Holy Spirit. I said, you know, the reason why God has, uh, has Sweet Hills with limited resources so that he can disciple people. Because if we had all the resources, how do we disciple people? There's plenty to do here. And maybe that's why God brought you here. You know what I'm saying? I was at Costa Mesa where there was 20-something thousand people. And I went and served in the jail ministries because, I mean, there you got a, a zillion people to serve on campus. What can I do out there? We're not at that place here. It's cool. We're, we're here. We got prayer group, children's ministry, ushering. There's all kinds of things happening here. Landscaping stuff, all this. And I'm blessed for the people who do it, but I, I, you know, I'm preaching truth here. We have spots. We need help. But I'm, I'm telling you, you know what the, you know what, Chuck Smith used to say. He used to say, in my older age, I am more restricted. I'm more self-restricted than I ever have been. I restrict myself for the love of Christ, not to make others stumble. We're just like any other people, but we have restrictions and standards that God has given us, not to make our brothers and sisters stumble. Some pastors won't do that. Some Christians will not do that. I mean, we're not ignorant of Satan's devices. I don't have to take you guys back to the alleys of Almani and tell you about night training drinking everything and getting high and all those and see the destruction in South Almani and Los Angeles where I come from. I come here and they say, oh, Banning's a tough place. Yeah, they should go to Almani in the 90s. 
It's not a tough place, but I know what they do here. It's not different because we're not ignorant of Satan's devices. We grew up drinking from the earliest age, trying to hook up with women, trying to hook up with women, women trying to hook up with boys. And all of that hookup culture was surrounded by the drink. All of it was surrounded by the drugs. It's an association that cannot be disassociated from the party life, from the old life to that. So we say here, let it go. Not that you don't have liberties. You can have liberties all you want. But this church, we're about other people first. Because they're not going to call you. They're going to call the senior pastor when their child, drunk driving, DUI, accidents, deaths, mothers against drunk driving. You have all the statistics now. People cracking open wine bottles. You can smell that 20 feet from them. Why? Because it's so potent, not like Jesus. Oh, Jesus made water into wine. It wasn't as potent, I guarantee you. Just like the weed wasn't as potent back in the 60s as it is today. They've spiked, they've spiked the spike. I'll give up anything to serve Jesus, anything. He says, who is among you of all his people? May his God be with him. And let him go up to Jerusalem, which is in Judah, and build the house of the Lord God of Israel. He is God, which is in Jerusalem. And whoever is left in any place where he dwells, let the men of his place help him with silver, gold, and with goods and livestock, besides the freewill offerings for the house of God, which is in Jerusalem. Then the heads of the father's houses of Judah and Benjamin and the priests and the Levites, with all whose spirits God had moved, arose to go up and build the house of the Lord, which is in Jerusalem. Here's another beautiful statement of the same thing. As Cyrus's heart was stirred, here we see that, that these leaders, uh, these heads, these fathers of Judah and Benjamin and the priests and the Levites with all whose spirits God had moved, they arose to go back to Jerusalem. Uh, there were many who weren't moved the way they were moved and stayed. And that's why there was three exoduses. God, no doubt, wanted them all to leave and get back and build the temple. But not everybody was moved. And it goes back to the truth that not everybody is moved. And whose fault is it? Is it my fault that some people are not moved when I preach? Is it my job? No, it's the Spirit of God. He doesn't force change. He gives everyone free will. If you will hear and not harden your hearts, if you would hear... Do what God tells you to do. Ask him to move you. If you don't have the desire to volunteer, if you don't have the desire to give something up to serve, are you begging him for the desire? It says here that they, they were moved and they arose and they went. It's 
like they were moved and they arose. There, there was action. It was love and action, James 1, 22. They, they weren't just hearers of the word. They were doers. The, the, they came out and they were like busy. And it is up to every person to allow the Lord to move them in their hearts. If I believe that it was the job of a preacher, any preacher, to, to move, if I have to motivate you, it'll fizzle out, man. You, you know, you'd have volunteers for a couple days and they'll fizzle out. It has to be a move of God's Holy Spirit. So we pray like Jesus prayed, even those who would believe in you in the future, Father, may they be one as you and I are one. May you keep them in the world. Don't take them out of the world, but keep them in there so that they would serve you. And so we at Sweet Hills, we pray, Lord, bring people, bring people to get saved. Bring brothers and sisters who need a church that's going to give them the truth. Bring brothers and sisters who are, you know, disillusioned and, you know, come from churches that are woke and pastors are don't care to warn them. Bring them here. We pray for sinners to repent. We pray for volunteers to come. Those that are moved by your spirit to say, Man, I will gladly serve my king as if he was here, which he is here. He is here right now. And I thought, man, does he have to bleed again? Why aren't we moved? Fast and pray and tell the Lord. The Apostle Paul said, it is the love of Christ that compels me. Like, I'm not going to hell anymore because of Christ. That love compels me. It moves me. Her sins, which are many, are forgiven because she loved much. To whom is forgiven much, loves much. Everyone's, oh, I love the word. I love the sermon. What are you doing for Jesus? Jesus said, why do you call me Lord, Lord, and not do the things that I say? He said, go out and make disciples of all nations. Begin in Jerusalem. This is our Jerusalem. In Judea, in Samaria, then the uttermost parts of the world. He brought us here for a reason. He brought us here with, we have resources, but they're not like bigger churches. They're just perfect for us so we can make disciples here. Oh, shoot. You're, you're not that big that I can hide here. Darn it. They see that I don't do anything. <laughs> That's because God loves you. That's dangerous talk. People will leave for this stuff. I'm not in this to fill this church. I'm here to do God's will. I'm telling you, this guy doesn't this guy was not raised in the word this king's like i hear and i'm doing years ago john corson said the reason why some people are more spiritual than others is because they want to be it's true jesus said to everywhere in the gospel you follow me will you follow me some are like nah I'm like, can you just heal my arm? You know, nothing has changed. But if you're really broken, 
You'll do anything for him. You'll give up anything. It was that bondage that got these guys to move. Think about it. The elders, the leaders there in Babylon. What? Time to go? I'm sick of this world. Let's go. I'm sick of the bars. Let's go. I'm sick of the drugs. I'm sick of the old life. Let's go. Doing God's will begins with your desires. Are you willing to be humble, to be open to his opportunities, and to move at his direction? Ask God to give you the desire to surrender all and to serve him. Philippians 2.13, For it is God who works in you both to will and to do for his good pleasure. Jesus said in Luke 6.46, But why do you call me Lord, Lord, and do not do the things which I say? In John 12.26, If anyone serves me, him If anyone serves me, let him follow me, and where I am, there my servant will be also. If anyone serves me, him my Father will honor. In Psalm 101, a psalm of thanksgiving says, Make a joyful shout to the Lord, all you lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Know that the Lord, he is God. It is he who has made us, and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pastures. And so verse 6 says, And all those who were around them encouraged them with articles of silver and gold, with goods and livestock, and with precious things besides all that was uh, willingly offered. And so those around them encouraged them and blessed them and took care of them. King Cyrus also brought out the articles of the house of the Lord, which Nebuchadnezzar, the king of Babylon, had taken from Jerusalem and put in the temple of his gods. And Cyrus, king of Persia, brought them out by the hand of Mithridath, the treasurer, and counted them out to Sheshbazar, the prince of Judah. This is the number of them, 30 gold platters, 1,000 silver platters, 29 knives, 30 gold basins, 420. Ten silver basins of a similar kind and 1,000 other articles. All the articles of gold and silver were 5,400. All these Sheshbazar took with the captives who were brought from Babylon to Jerusalem. God restores the years that the swarming locust has eaten. Temple, all that stuff was raided by the Babylonians. It was given right back to them by God. Right back to them. If you serve the Lord, he told the disciples. They said, we've left all to follow you. And he goes, you will receive lands, houses for my sake, both in this world and in the next, because you have given up to serve me, to follow me. I'm the most blessed man I know. But I know this, strings are definitely attached. I belong not to myself. I have to serve the Lord. I have to serve the Lord. I get to serve the Lord. I love to serve the Lord. Why else would he give you arms and legs? Why would he give you eyes to see, mouth to speak? Why? Oh, well, I serve the Lord. I'm I'm a good parent. Yeah, so are the heathens. They know how to give their children good gifts. What difference is in our life 
versus theirs. Father, we thank you for your grace, your love, and your mercy. There's none like you in all the earth, Father. Lord Jesus, I know that if we were there on that morning when you first showed yourself resurrected, we would cling to you like Mary Magdalena and not let go and say we will do anything. Help us to do anything to serve you. Thank you for joining us today at Lasting Truth Radio. If you're in the area, come out and join us for Sunday services at 8.30 a.m. and at 10.30 a.m. or Wednesday evenings at 7 p.m. We are located at 3035 West Nicollet Street in Banning, California. You can also find us on YouTube or Instagram. If you would like to donate to our program, please do so on our website at ccsweethills.org and hit the online giving tab. We hope you will continue to tune in as we journey through the entire Word of God with the teaching of Pastor Ryan Hussein at Calvary Chapel, Sweet Hills. We don't.